0: Hello, and welcome to the Clinical Care Options Infectious Disease Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Swanson. Today's episode features content from an educational program titled, Shingles in the COVID-19 Era, Risk Factors and Complications. During this podcast, Dr. Tracy Zivantutella, an infectious disease specialist from the Los Alamitos Medical Center in Fountain Valley, California, discusses risk factors and potential complications of herpes zoster, also known as shingles. For more information on Dr. Zivin Tutella and a link to the full online educational program, including downloadable slides, please visit the show notes for this episode. Let's get started and hear what Dr. Zivin Tutella has to say about risk factors for and complications of shingles.
1: Hi, and welcome to our first medical minute in shingles in the COVID 19 era risk factors and complications. Varicella zoster virus infects 98% of persons in the United States by adulthood. Primary infection typically occurs during childhood and is the cause of chickenpox. After recovery from primary infection, the virus establishes itself in neurons of the sensory dorsal root ganglia. Shingles results from reactivation of this latent varicella zoster virus. Certain components of the cell-mediated immunity are important in preventing reactivation within the neuron. This is particularly effective in childhood and in early adulthood. Periodic exogenous immune boosting may occur by exposure to people with chickenpox, although this boosting effect is less common now since the chickenpox vaccine was initiated. Roughly one in three U.S. individuals will develop shingles in their lifetime, mostly only one time. The most common complication is post-herpetic neuralgia. This risk also increases with age. It's more common in those greater than 50. The peak incidence is between ages 60 to 69. And by the time you're 80 or above, it's 11 cases per 1,000. So, the disease burden of shingles in older patients is a functional burden where it impacts their quality of sleep, their social activities, secondary to pain or depression, decrease in activity of daily living, weight loss, fatigue, Uh, pill burden also plays a role, uh, and polypharmacy, which can cause psychological distress, delirium, falls, and then the social burden which is hospitalization in up to 4% of patients and ED and outpatient visits um, secondary to complications and and the need for prescriptions. So how does it present? So the most common is a prodromal phase before the onset of rash, fever, pain, malaise, headache, itching, paresthesias. There's also a description of an altered sensitivity to touch with excess pain from a trivial stimuli or unbearable itching. Um, these are very common. The prodromal syndrome can precede the rash by days or even weeks and sometimes can be the only clinical manifestation of uh, zoster reactivation. In the early active phase, the rash presents along a dermatome. It's usually unilateral, painful vesicles limited to a single dermatome. Occasionally, they can cross the midline, especially on the back. The characteristic lesions are an erythematous maculopapular lesion, usually appearing more proximal on the body. Most lesions are healed within two to four weeks and sometimes leave scarring or pigmentation changes. Shingles rates have been increasing in the United States over a long period of time, and the reasons for it are unclear. This trend continues among younger and middle-aged adults. However, since 2008, the rates among older adults have been plateauing. The complications of shingles in older adults go beyond neuralgia. Secondary bacterial infections, including cellulitis and sepsis, acute retinal necrosis leading to blindness, aseptic meningitis or encephalitis, cranial and peripheral nerve palsies, spinal cord involvement um, with acute urinary retention or urinary or bowel dysfunction, along with postherpetic neuralgia. So postherpetic neuralgia is the most common complication occurs in women more than men, described as severe pain, um, can be constant or intermittent, burning or electric shock-like, can also have hyperalgesia with it, 80% of cases occur in those patients who are over the age of 50. An aging immune system can lead to reactivation of latent varicella zoster. We know that the decline of the immune system function, also known as the immunosenescence, results in decreased humoral and cell-mediated immunity. Immunosenescence is associated with increased severity and sequelae of viral and bacterial infections. Presence of comorbidities and the complex interconnectedness of organ systems exacerbates the risk of complications from shingles. Other chronic diseases such as COPD, high blood pressure, diabetes, renal failure also play a role. Stress, something as simple as a physical fall or broken bone or psychological trauma of a family member, death of a family member or a spouse also plays a role in your increased risk of shingles. If 50% of those unvaccinated over the age of 85 years of age will absolutely be affected. Lisa is a 74-year-old female with COPD. She was diagnosed with this in 2015. She has been maintained on 10 milligrams of prednisone. She also has a history of diabetes, hypertension, and hyperlipidemia. She had an episode of herpes zoster, one month ago. She follows up with you and asks whether she still needs the new shingles vaccines since she had the Zostavax six years ago. So what risk factors does Lisa have for recurrent shingles and related complications? So she's 74-year-old female, just as a reminder, with COPD. She's on 10 milligrams of prednisone. She has diabetes, high blood pressure, hyperlipidemia. She did have shingles a month prior, And she did have the Zostavax vaccine six years ago. So her risk factors are her age, her COPD, her diabetes, and her use of steroids. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope this helps you assess risk factors for shingles in your patients.
0: Thank you very much to Dr. Zivin Tutella and to our listeners for joining in. As a reminder, to view the full educational program about shingles in the COVID-19 era, click on the link in the show notes. And please check back regularly for more episodes on infectious disease topics. Thank you and have a wonderful day.